Take your Bible this morning and go to the last verse in Scripture. And I want you to find that in Revelation. And we will look together, chapter 22 and verse 21 for a few moments uh, today as we think along the theme of grace, grace, grace. In Revelation, chapter 22 and verse 21, the last verse of the Bible says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Philippians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, and the book of Hebrews all conclude with this same the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Several years ago, Dr. John Sullivan became the executive director of the Florida Baptist Convention, became my dear, dear friend. He would kid with me and we would write back and forth, call. But almost every note that he ever wrote me, he signed it the same way. And may the good things of God's grace be yours, John Sullivan. For years, I didn't make the connection that all he was doing is quoting the last word that Paul put in most of his epistles. He had just taken it and changed it just a little. Some of you may have received a note with, from me with that on it because I have stolen that from Dr. John. And I use it frequently when I write a note. May the good things of God's grace be yours. Well, I'm praying today the good things of God's grace would be yours. Grace. What is grace? Well, I looked on the dictionary. And, and a dictionary says grace, number one, can be simple eloquence or refinement of movement, like a dancer or a swimmer has grace. Or it can be, secondly, courteous goodwill. At least he had the grace to admit such and such. Thirdly, it is a period officially allowed for payment of a sum due or for compliance with law or condition, especially an extended period. <laughs> you owe the bill on October 1, but I will give you a grace period until the 15th. Of October, I extend a grace period unto you. And then the dictionary said, in brackets, in Christian belief, the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of God's blessing. Well, that's what it is. It's the unmerited favor of God. It is the free gift of God. Years ago, when we started the ministry village at Olive, the diamond ministry out of that became the house where we invite ladies to come, stay for a year, then move into a second phase of another 12 months, and I dubbed it the Karis House. The word grace. It is the grace house. 
where these ladies come out of addiction and difficulty, and we receive them and share Christ and see them saved and discipled and renewed, refined, and sent out in the Caris house. And we're going to highlight that today as it's graduation day for this small class of just three because of COVID, we've not been able to invite as many, and now we're growing again, but uh, going through this first phase, we have three today, and I'll introduce them to you a little later uh, in this sermon, but I want you to think about grace in your life, the charis that comes in your life. Had I known how many times that word would be butchered and mispronounced in our city and culture, it's over at that whatever it is, I'd have probably just, well, no, I wouldn't. I'd have still called it the Caris House. The Grace House, where we receive by grace these ladies who come to us. I want you to think with me about this word grace for a few moments uh, today. First of all, I, I want you to think with me about saving grace. Saving grace. The, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, and many of you know these verses, but listen to it. Ephesians 2, verse 8, for by charis, for by grace, you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. You can't boast, for by grace are you saved. Grace is the fountainhead of salvation. It all flows out of grace. At no point is man saved by his own deservings. We do not deserve salvation. We can never deserve it. We can never live up to it so that we might receive it because of our own works. Boasting is excluded when it comes to grace so that no man could boast. You cannot boast about something you did not do. Grace. But you see, man's nature fights against grace because we want to have something to do with everything. We think we should earn it all. We should have skin in the game, if you will, that, that we did something for it. We fight against this unmerited favor. But you see, salvation is a free gift. It's a gift purchased by the blood of Christ. You can do nothing to earn it, you simply receive it. If you are here today and you've never been saved, if you don't know if you're going to heaven when you die, you need to receive by grace. That's how God lavished his grace on you when Jesus Christ died on the cross. He saves us by grace. It's, it's the gift of God that he gives to us. We must receive that gift. I was shopping this last week with my wife and we went into the store to trying to find some things they tell us that uh, Christmas is is in trouble that all of the gifts are sitting in cargo uh, hulls off the coast uh, out on the west side of of our nation, and there are no longshoremen to get them out and bring them in. And we went in, and my wife was asking, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I need a new belt. I asked the gentleman in the men's store, I said, I'm looking for a belt. He said, you can't have one. I said, why? He said, they're all sitting off the West Coast. He said, there are no belts. All the leather is, is out there, and there are no belts. 
kind of. <laughs> but I did a little checking. I went back in our storage place and I found the manger, John. Christmas is intact. Don't, don't worry about Christmas. The incarnation needs no leather belt. Christmas is here. It is when God gave His Son to us. He came. He lived. He died. He rose. And He offers by grace salvation unto you. Just like you give a gift for Christmas, God gives the gift of salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. You must receive that gift. No merit of your own. Thank God for grace that saves. I want you to learn your eyes to the video and, and hear the testimony of three of these young ladies today that came to the Karis house and what God did in their life by saving grace. My name is Brittany Black. I'm 23 years old and I'm from Troy, Alabama. Um, I was a drug addict for a part of my life and I was very broken and very lonely. I was left beaten and broken and very alone. The day that I got arrested, um, I fell to my knees and asked Christ to come into my heart and save me from the way that I was living. Now Christ has restored so many relationships between me and my family and has brought me and my daughter closer together. My name is Jessica, I'm 30 years old. I am a heroin addict for the last 14 years. Um, I struggled. Um, with that, I was incarcerated for most of my adult life in and out of jail. I lost my father at a young age um, from a drug overdose as well. So, and I finally just went, when I, when I, when I got arrested, I said, God, I'm tired, Tell, I'm exhausted of this life, so please help me, I'm, I cannot do it on my own anymore. You know, I just cried out to him and, um, and asked him to please save me and come into my heart. So. After that, um, I was sent to the Cares House, and the Cares House completely changed my life and saved my life. It is the best program and decision I've ever made in my entire life. I just give thanks to all there that support me and my family. I couldn't have done it without them. Hi, my name is Alicia. I am 44 years old. I'm from Rosenton, Alabama, and I moved to Perdido Key, Florida when I was 15 years old. I was a lost, hopeless, alcoholic, and drug addict for many, many years until one day God took me by the hand and said, let me lead you from the dark to the light. April 15th of 2020, I came into the Karis House. I was ready to surrender all. Um, that's what I did. Um, Karis House has taught me many, many things, not only structure, the word, and got me, brought me closer to God more than I could ever imagine. One thing about addiction is that it doesn't discriminate. It comes in all ages, shapes, sizes, colors whatever, you need God, he's got his arms open to you. I thank God for this miracle in my life. I wanna thank the Karis House. I wanna thank God up above. I wanna thank my family that supported me through all this. Um, I was once lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I'm see. Thanks for letting me share. What the Lord did for those three young ladies, He'd do for you if you would but believe and receive grace. For by grace are you saved. You can't do it, but God does. And He lavishes that grace on us. Receive Him today.
When I give the invitation in a few moments, come down here and take me. And say, Pastor, today's my day. I'm ready. I'm ready for saving grace. But secondly, I want you to see not only is there saving grace, there is what I'm calling this morning sufficient, sufficient grace. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. Hear the word. Paul says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The power of Christ in us is more important than our own freedom from pain. You see, Paul was in pain here. There was difficulty, there was distress, there were people coming against him, but he found that the power of God within him, that was the sufficiency. When he was weak, then he was strong. These three ladies that in just a moment, I'm going to ask to come stand here, and we will hand them a certificate, and it will be their moment of graduation from phase one to phase two. That that they will face when they graduate is the struggle to remain clean, sober, sane, and grace is sufficient for that. When they are weak, he will be strong. He is sufficient. Vanessa, bring those ladies. And while they're coming, I want to say something. Young people, many of you see in this section right here, in that section back there, kids, many up there. Listen, listen to me. Stay away from the weed. Stay away from the bottle. You say, oh, I'm strong. Let me tell you, friend, it can grab anyone. Keep yourself pure. You say, I can't be in the in group. <laughs> and there's some things you don't want to be in. So find yourself. Follow Christ with all your heart. And let him be sufficient. He will be sufficient. Ladies, he will be sufficient for you as you make this next step of the journey. Vanessa, share with them their certificate today. I'm coming because I got a microphone where they can hear you a little bit. (laughs) Thank you. Well, this morning I'm going to present the three ladies their certificate of completion from phase one. And this one is for Alicia. Amen. Jessica. And Brittany. Amen. Good, good. Amen. So we love you, ladies. Amen. Just remain standing. The Lord is our sufficiency and and will be for them. 
You remember a, a few weeks ago, I, I kind of jumped out there and I said, when we were preaching through Revelation 21, 22, we, we'd come to that 12th foundation stone uh, of the New Jerusalem, which is amethyst. And I did my Greek study and it means not drunk. And I said, oh, I wish I had a jeweler that would make me uh, a necklace for our ladies as they graduate and that I could give it to them. And I had a jeweler that day walk up to me after a second service, and he said, Pastor, I can do it. I'll make them everyone. And so he did. And he made them one carat. There's a picture of it in a gold setting with a gold chain. And I gave each of them one of these as a reminder of God's sufficient grace that they are never again to be drunk. Amen. Not drunk. Amen. And Miss Vanessa, I had one made for you. Thank you, Pastor. I did, darling. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just asked, Pastor, do you mind if we say a little something? Okay, we'll let them. A little something. All right. Grab me a microphone, John. You can be seated. Now remember, this is my time. All right. Now say a word to us. We just want to thank y'all. Um, Scare's house turned us messes into a message. We couldn't have did it without Care's house, the Lord, and our family that supported us greatly has stood beside us every step of the way. So we just want to thank y'all. Amen. Good morning. It's, I'm very thankful to be here and alive to tell my story. And um, my mom and my grandmother are sitting over here. If y'all raise your hands. Those are the two most bravest women I know, and I could not have done it without them. I love y'all. Um, I just want to thank the Karis House. Um, it has changed my life in more ways than one. Um, if my family will please raise their hands. Um, I would just want to thank you because without you I couldn't have done it. Um, I love y'all. And thank you for never giving up on me even when times got hard. Amen. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Praise Amen. the Lord. Just lay that back there. Okay. Thank you. Ah, give them another hand one more big time. That's good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. See, what you have to understand is this ministry has many tentacles to it. It goes to every one of these family members. There are children sometimes involved. There's mothers and daddies and granddaddies and grandmothers have been praying and looking, and, and, and they're all connected uh, to that. And, oh, thank God for grace, for grace, saving grace. He'll save you for sufficient grace. He'll see you through. But there's one last thing before I give invitation this morning I, I want to share. There is also in the Word of God serving grace. Serving grace. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 10, we find the Bible saying, according to the grace, there it is again, according to the grace of God which is given to me as a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it, but each man must be careful how he 
builds on it. After you're saved by grace, and you find God's strengthening sufficient grace, then we must serve others by grace. That's why we do this Cares House music. It is a ministry. It's a service. And we are to serve one another, and we are to serve the community. How is grace to look as we serve? One, two, three. Number one, when you serve, you, you must speak. Listen to me now. Speak with grace. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only which was a word which is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give what? Grace to those who hear. Listen. If you're going to serve with grace, you must learn to speak with grace. Just because you can say it does not mean you should say it. Just because you can post it does not mean you should post it. Instagram is the stupidest, dumbest title of anything in the world. No Christian should be instant with their grammar. It should be 48-hour gram is what it ought to be. You ought to wait a while before you put that stuff out there. You ought to write your tongue. Hmm. Some of us need to learn to shut up. Amen. You got to have your tongue seasoned with grace. You see, it's not just what you don't do. There is a way to do it. To be gracious with your speech. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Two Sundays ago, I just kind of cleaned off a spot here and shared my hurt. And many of you thought I'd gone into depression and I would be hospitalized. <laughs> I've never gotten so many cards. My mailbox has been jammed full. I've gotten balloons, gifts. It's also Pastor Appreciation Month, and many of the staff, the same, get that. Uh, Dr. Dobson started that years ago. We're in October. We say thank you to those that have ministered to us down through the years. I try to say that to those that have ministered to me. But you've been ever so gracious. And you know, a good word goes a long way. I've been cussed and I've been blessed. I'd rather be blessed. Amen. Oh, a stack of mail. And I'm not telling you if you didn't to write me. I'm, I'm just telling you what happened. Those words... They bless you. Yesterday, we had a little staff gathering at our house. Liz running around and getting everything done. For the, I think the fourth time in our 45 years of marriage, I made the bed. <laughs> I didn't do it right, but I did it, okay? It can't be done right. Uh, but I did it. 
And I know she fixed it because I saw it was a little different when I came through. <laughs> but I made effort. And last night, as we were kind of cleaning up and finished up the long day, and I came through and my wife said, thanks for making the bed. Just, just takes a little phrase. I'm, I may even do it again in the next 10, 15 years. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> do, do you know how far just a gracious thank you goes? Do, do you know that works at your house? If you bring it to God's house, how empowering that is to those that are teaching classes and serving and driving a bus and doing a thousand things you never see, how, how just a good word of grace, gracious, thanksgiving, and attaboy, it goes a long way. So if you're going to serve, have serving grace, you must learn to speak with grace. Amen. But not only speak with grace, advance with grace. Amen. Advance with grace. Because the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, Verse 17 and 18, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, to be on your guard, be on your guard so that you're not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness, but do what? Grow, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and to the day of eternity. You, you must be advancing in grace. Hear me, church. You should be more gracious today than you were in January. You should be more gracious next year than you were this year. You must be advancing in grace, deepening grace, growing in knowledge of the Lord and of His grace, being more like Jesus, just being grace. I have a dear friend that for the last several years I've served on the Fellowship of Christian Athletes board with up in Tuscaloosa. He is a very wealthy individual, runs Marathon Oil, gives money that will, only heaven will record what this man will do for the kingdom financially in many other ways. But he lives in Starkville, Mississippi, just across the border from Tuscaloosa. And he teaches a Sunday school class. And so... Since Alabama played in Mississippi State yesterday, and, and they won, and he's going to teach his class in the church in Starkville, I sent him a note this morning, and I said, and called his name, I said, be sweet to your Sunday school class. And this morning early, I was coming to church, and my phone uh, buzzed, and I looked down, and it was from him, and he was responding, and he said, you know, Pastor, some days it's just hard to be like Jesus. And I said, yes, sir, some days harder than others. And he jokes with all those folks. He's just one of the most genuine, gracious men I know. But some days it is harder to be like Jesus than other days. Amen, we have to admit it. But only through the grace of God. Amen. Do, do, do we grow and advance in grace to be more gracious? It's time to grow up, beloved. Grow up in grace, advance in the grace and knowledge 
of our Lord Jesus. You're only going to serve him if you speak with grace, if you advance in grace, and thirdly, if you learn to pray with grace. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of law. No. If he's going to the throne of law, you couldn't go because you wouldn't measure up. But he invites us to the throne of grace. Why? So that we may receive mercy. And what do we find at the throne of grace? We find grace to help us in time of need. We need grace. Grace. Unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. But we come running to the throne. and We fall and say, oh God. Did you go to the throne of grace this morning before you came to church? Have you gone to the throne of grace daily this week? Do you cry out to the Lord in the throne of grace? I was using the dictionary on my phone. Usually I leave it over here so I don't see it or hear it. But I had it with me and it buzzed just before I got up to preach. And I looked down and I had a text message from Waco, Texas. Mike Holman, one of my dear friends from my first church out of seminary. His daddy, Mr. Bill, was the richest man I'd ever met. He owned the bank. And he was the president. There's a difference in being the president of the bank and owning the bank. He was both of those things. And he asked me one time about tithing. And uh, I said, well, do you? He said, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the money comes in so fast and out. and going. He said, I don't know if I'm giving a tenth of all that God's blessed me with. <laughs> I said, Brother Bill. Let me see your checkbook, and you and I will guess together, and we will get it right. <laughs> oh, he gave this morning. Bill died several years ago. This morning, his sweet wife, Bobby, stepped into glory. And my friend sent me a note. Pray for us. And so sitting here while Jack was singing that wonderful song, well done, young man. What can wash away my sin? Mm. Now I thought of sweet Bobby. She's in heaven today. Moved in this morning. Because of grace. Not because she and her husband put hundreds of people through Truett Seminary and Baylor University. Not because they gave the preacher. Not because they helped me. Because Jesus helped her. And she grew in grace. And I sat there and I went to the throne of grace. Asking for for. Mike and his sister Nancy. Oh God, minister life. And I found it, not at the throne of law, but at the throne 
of grace. Mercy and grace to help. And so while Jack was singing, I prayed and I cried a tear or two, thinking of my dear, sweet friend. I was just a kid preacher, and she was an old woman, at least I thought. But boy, how she loved her young pastor and showed grace unto me. Mm. I want everybody to reach over and get a blue book, a hymnal. It's right in front of you. There's enough for everybody. Just take one. If the first crowd didn't steal them and take them home with them, they're there. And turn to 329, 329, 329. Miss Julia Johnson wrote these words. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds, hallelujah, exceeds our sin and our guilt. Grace goes beyond your sin, your guilt. Amen. Yonder, so Southern Baptist wrote this. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured. There where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Marvelous, infinite grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. Marvelous, verse 3. Infinite, matchless grace. Listen to me now. Freely it's bestowed on all who do what? Believe. If you will believe today, grace will save you. You don't have to do anything. You receive it. It's bestowed on all who believe. All who are longing his face to see. You're going to die one day. And either you'll see his face or you won't. Bobby saw his face this morning. Because she knew him. Will you this moment? Will you? Will you? Will you? This moment, will you receive it? Will you today? Oh, today's the day. Mm. Marvelous grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than part of my sin. No, no. <laughs> it's greater than all my sin. No matter, it's grace. Now, dear friend, we're going to sing. Those of you that are at home, if you need grace, you cry out unto the Lord. Send me a text. 94,000, send me that word Savior. We'll reach back to you. We'll help you. In this room today, come on. Unto the Lord by grace. I'm going to stand here. We're going to sing two stanzas. We're going to sing two stanzas, and then we're going to have the invitation. 
because we got more inviting to do than just these two stanzas. The first invitation is for you to get out of your seat and come right here. You want to join this church? Come. If you've never been saved and today's your day, come. Come today and, and receive him as Lord. Let him save you today. Come on. Be, let this be your day. I, I implore you to come. I beg you to come. Under the Lord. Under grace. Marvelous. Infinite. Matchless. On our feet, we are all over this room. We're standing. Come on. Don't even start singing. Just come on these two stanzas. We sing. You come. You come. Amen.